Hello, it's Danny Howell back again with another episode of Tales from Southern Indiana. This one is, um, uh, I guess, tales of note from Lawrence County, the county I grew up in in the middle of Southern Indiana, from various newspaper articles that I've enjoyed reading, uh, mostly in the first decade of the 20th century, 1903, 1906, 1908, that sort of thing. Back when there were a lot of newspapers, they didn't have any real news to print by and large, and they were very chatty. And now sometimes the papers were intentionally collecting little oddities to fill up space, and, and nevertheless, they're real. Uh, here's a couple from uh, the uh, hometown paper uh, in Mitchell, Indiana in 1903, called the Mitchell Commercial. Um, first, Joseph Blair of Terre Haute was instantly killed by touching a live wire he had been warned. Next, um, rabbits at the reformatory is the headline. Um, rabbits were served at the Jeffersonville Reformatory this Christmas because turkey came too high. The men had a good time, though most of them would have preferred to have it somewhere else. This is like, you know, the hitting the snare drum, uh, humor of the time. This headline is tried suicide two times. Um, Fred Pargrand of Hammond stood before the mirror in his saloon and shot himself. The shot failed to kill him, so he fired again. The wound was fatal, but he did not lose consciousness until after he had smoked a cigar. All right, so those are, those are intentional little quirks that they put in there to entertain people, although again, these were real incidents. And a similar one here from uh, Jasper, Indiana, not too far from where I grew up in 1908. Headline says, Tobacco Chewing Kills Horse. Uh, Aiden Davis, a Lawrenceburg racehorse trainer, lost a valuable horse named Osterman because it was addicted to chewing tobacco. But when Davis had turned the horse out in a pasture, it jumped a fence, got into the barn of a local tobacco farmer in Logan Township, and ate so much of the weed that death resulted. So, early signs that tobacco can indeed be hazardous to your health. This one, I don't think this was intentionally numerous here. It's just a little spot. Blind Tom, the pianist, who was reported dead five years ago, will make his first public appearance in nearly 10 years at the Orpheum Theater. And then there are items that just, you know, you couldn't make up. And these are considered news items. I don't think anybody at the time thought they were supposed to be funny or silly, but they've become so when as they have aged. Um, so from 1906, in the paper from the county seat, we have a headline called All Quiet at Ulitic, little bitty town um, that was a limestone, the important limestone industry town at the time. Excitement has abated and mobs' ardor cooled down, it said. Um, the mobs' ardor, you don't see that word much anymore in the papers. So it says that um, a Mr. Harry France has been removed from his position as deputy prosecutor for Olytic. Apparently, um, there was a riotous action of the citizenry of Olytic Monday night. Apparently, France had been indiscreet and had used improper and indecent language in reference to a dead person named William Edridge, whose remains were being prepared for burial in the town hall. At the time, the language was used. So there was a general demand from the citizens of Olytic that France be removed from office. He has gone to Bedford, which is the adjoining town, and will not return to Ulitic until conditions become normal. 
France received a message from his mother late yesterday afternoon advising him not to go back to Lydic <laughs> and to be on his guard as she had information that a crowd was coming to Bedford to get him. Now this would be a, a walk of maybe a few hundred feet depending on where the crowd was in Lydic. The message from his mother had a disquieting effect on France. I wonder if this was speculation. Um, so the mob, apparently it's not just a few citizens, there's an actual mob in Olytic looking for this guy. The mob posted a notice on someone else's door, that <laughs> this guy's, warning that person to leave Olytic and remain away. Apparently there was another person in league with the maker of the, uh, of the uh, improper and indecent remarks. And when the crowd reached France's home, they could not find their man, but it was afterwards learned that he had crawled into a large oven and waited until the mob disappeared. Imagine what might have happened if they had known that he was in the oven. That was, that, that wasn't even a, a, a top-of-the-fold story, but uh, there you go. We wonder what happened in Olytic after the mob dissipated. And then finally, uh, in uh, a collection of unfortunate incidents that come from unrequited love, Headline says, Blast laid to farmer. John Pugsley proven to have purchased dynamite preceding explosion. So there's a whole mystery here. In Newcastle, Indiana, this is 1930, and it appeared in the county seat newspaper in Bedford. Blame for a bombing which injured two women last Thursday night was laid on John Pugsley, a 58-year-old wealthy farmer who committed suicide Sunday by shooting himself in the head. Usually when suicides were reported back in the days, uh, they usually gave quite a a bit of detail, including their own speculation about what may have led to the suicide. Here it says that an investigation found a dynamite fuse in the wreckage of the home of Mrs. Blanche Bertain of Middletown, causing officials to discard theories that there'd been a gas explosion. A purchase of dynamite at Muncie, Indiana, was traced to Mr. Pugsley. Officers were told that Mrs. Bertain had rejected the attentions of the elderly farmer. And finally, witness told of seeing him go to the Bretain home a short time after the explosion wrecked the house. And before all this information was uncovered, it says the suspicion had pointed at his son, Riley Pugsley, who had objected to his father's attentions to Mrs. Bretain and to have threatened to blow things up at her home. Still not sure I would rule out Riley uh, so quickly. At any rate, he was released after he'd been arrested previously. And unfortunately for uh, for the sister uh, of Mrs. Bertain, she was actually at the home at the time of the blast, and she is still recovering from fairly serious injuries. So, you know, again, a warning, a warning to the to the unwise that you know love requires caution and avoidance of dynamite at particularly emotionally intense times. As always, thanks for listening. Appreciate you visiting and talk to you later.